0: In Ontario, if you got a minus thirty-two or something, you're like, "Oh, hell no! I'm not going out with that." <laughs> and like, I just wasn't prepared for it. I didn't have the proper gear. I didn't. You just didn't know what to do. Mm-hmm. So that was the only run I ever bailed on. It was that one time. But out here, if I was to bail on that, I'd be out most of the winters.
1: Welcome to the Happy Feet podcast. I'm your host, Dave McMillan. I have my co-host here. Cam Ultra Trois, and today's guest is Brendan. Welcome, Brendan. Thank you. Yeah, so first off, very first question, when was your last run?
0: Yesterday evening, I uh, did a 10K loop around town and went on part of the Tin Can Trails.
1: How cold was it yesterday?
0: I was pretty cold because I rushed to the meeting point and worked up a sweat, and then uh, I was still early, and I had to wait.
1: <laughs> and it was minus 40-something with the wind chills. Something
0: like that, and I just couldn't warm up the rest of the run, so... And then to top it off, my way home was two-kilometer headwind, so that...
1: Uh, That's pretty gross. chilly.
0: Yeah, it was bad before the headwind. <laughs> how, how, How long have you been running? I started in grade 11 um so 2006 I guess would have been the cross-country season I had never exercised like on purpose or for any reason like outside of like road hockey before that and a friend of mine was like you should join cross-country I was like what like (laughs) why would I run that stupid (laughs) like he goes well you got days off school and I never (laughs) missed a day of school I like even when I was sick I still went. Even on the snow days when there's a few kids at school I still went and I'm like, you know what? I've earned a day off. So I joined and my first run I'm pretty sure I wore swim shorts and like skate shoes. And they're like or after we finished the run, I was like, holy smokes, we ran so far. How far would you say that was? They're like, oh, maybe four kilometers. I'm like, whoa. I'm like, how far is our race? They said seven. I'm like, oh, God. <laughs> what have I gotten myself into? So then uh, I did my first race, and I placed in, I think, the top third of the runners. Okay. In the, the area. And uh, that's when my mom was like, maybe I need to get him a pair of running shoes. <laughs> and I just improved from there. So
1: Nice. How strict of like a training regimen did you like really get in?
0: Not at all. I didn't really know anything about running. It was just like, hey, let's go for a run, or you know, I used to think that you know a three forty five pace was the speed of light, and now I'm like, that's my comfortable pace. I could probably go forever at that. So
1: I think that's the speed of light. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Yeah, and then, you know, after after high school ended, I didn't run for about two years, and then I decided to hop back in again, uh, leading into college, and then it just took off from there, so.
1: Okay, did you, uh, was there, like college cross country team or is it just on your own or yeah so I went to
0: Conestoga College I'm wearing the shirt here we were the oh, Condors nice. and uh I ran for the team for four seasons um my first year it's doing pretty well I don't think college was near as competitive um as like university well it still isn't but it's getting there and um you know I was coming top 20 which was great And I was running thirty-two minutes over an eight k course, cross country course. That's very competitive. But then, by my fourth year, I was running twenty-seven minutes, and I couldn't crack top
1: thirty. That's quite the uh, competition improvement over the years. I know. So (laughs) I just didn't get to where I wanted to go, but I (laughs) improved a lot. So. Was, uh, did, did you enjoy racing at the time? Like, was there rivalries or...?
0: Um, I hadn't built any rivalries up. Um, that was kind of... There was a rivalry before my time because Conestoga, I think they had... Uh, they would won gold four years in a row and then they all graduated and then I came on board and we built up the team a little bit. And by the time we had a good men's team um because I couldn't make it as an individual but we had four good runners and leading into provincials and I broke my foot one practice just running and something popped and I was like like I just fell to the ground and I'm like I don't know if that was a good pop or a bad pop and then when I couldn't walk I realized <laughs> no good it, was, it was bad so <laughs> that kind of and that was the end of my college
2: <laughs> running for oh, me man.
0: so after that I was brought on as the assistant coach okay so I was the assistant coach for four years and then two years after that I was the head coach um, because the former head coach he had kids and couldn't make the same time commitment I could so we, we just switched roles was all we did but we were always around and
1: did did you have like other experience coaching or was it just learn as you go or just from yeah, your own just, experience? Just
0: picking brains of other good runners and um, other coaches i had had like uh, in, the, in the community and whatnot. Interesting. Yeah. And that was
2: post-college you were still coaching? When uh, you were in college?
0: Yeah, when I did my four years as an athlete, I coached for six. Mm-hmm. So, And our women's team, we brought them two provincial bronze and a silver pretty good yeah the men's team uh just didn't have enough of the talent we had like you know one two or three guys but
1: yeah it's not enough uh, for those cross-country races it's the top five runners placements that count
0: yeah the the top four but you need a fifth to for like displacing and
1: um, in case one of your other guys drops or something okay yeah it really is a team event just mm-hmm. one person can't carry it definitely for sure yeah. were were you doing other races at the time uh like any did were you st- sticking to like 8k 10k runs did you jump into the half marathon mar- or marathon at any point or? yeah
0: so during cross-country season i focused just on the cross races because I didn't want any other races in between to interrupt the training. I didn't want to be tapering all the time or injure myself from overtraining. So,
1: How um, many kilometers a week would you do during that?
0: In college? Um, like 50, 60, 70, 80. It just kind of depended. Okay. And then now, now that I'm done and I'm a smarter runner and everything, I just... I look at that, I'm like, I could have done more.
1: I, I should have. I could have been a bit better, but... That's, uh, 80 is probably what you're averaging now, or more?
0: Yeah, these last two weeks, uh, between the move, and I had, uh, an emergency dentist appointment, and, they, like, the medications threw me off more oh. than anything, and then, um, uh, visiting Blashford Lake, that's interrupted my last two weeks, but since arriving in Yellowknife... Majority of my weeks have been 100 plus kilometers.
1: Wow,
0: that's a lot of mileage. And it makes a 70k week seem easy, so...
1: Okay,
0: are, yeah. are you training for anything with that, or is it just, uh... Just staying fit, and okay. like, because I'm I'm still new here, and I don't have a ton of friends or other commitments outside of work, or family to see, It's I got all this time to commit to running, wow. and, uh...
1: Yeah. Well, it's, yeah, why not, and... jump back so like your 8k 8K, 10k that's that's your preferred distance
0: yeah 5 to 10k anything in there is my preferred I have done a few half marathons but um had I think two good ones and then I just really haven't committed to the training to get close to those times before uh, I plan on doing one soon. I have a bone to pick with the half. Okay. <laughs> I just need to find one.
1: <laughs> All right. Well, we do have one coming up. We'll, sounds like a good time to plug the Overlander yep. half marathon. Yeah. Marathon, which comes up third week of August for anyone listening. Oh, <laughs> that's good. It's a ways out still. Yeah. But, yeah. Okay. What, what sort of... Okay. Can we, let's talk about some times. Like, what's your... What's your PR for a 10K?
0: 10K, uh, I've done them on some fast courses, but like if you had me go out and do one today, I'd probably do 34-ish minutes, but my best was 32, 36, I believe. 32 minutes, 36 seconds. That's
2: pretty fast. And then
0: my 8K PV, I actually just did a few weeks ago. on
2: the at the
1: track?
0: Yeah, 26.55. I'd never gone under twenty seven oh
1: two. Would that be a tough track to do it on? Like it's Absolutely. it's short. Absolutely,
0: because once you once you hit that speed, the corners become hard and it hurts and yeah. And have to dodge people. Dodge people for sure. Yeah, um, with headphones in, they don't even know what's going on. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I've been there a few Tuesday nights and I just get dizzy getting lapped by yeah you guys.
2: And it it hurts your hip too. Like the, when you're getting it, so fast like that, you, you need like another lane just to yeah. make those corners better. It, it's a tight it's turn. Tight. Yeah,
0: I've found that my ankles have taken a beating on that tracks so yeah. more than anything. Okay. Yeah. And then the five K, um right now the, probably a sixteen low shape, but you know, I've gone under 16 minutes on six occasions, as fast as
1: 15.34. That's pretty impressive.
0: <laughs>
1: do you have a coach?
0: Today? Or do you coach yourself? Uh, right now, I'm not really being coached. Sometimes I'll, like, I have a group chat with my friends, and, you know, because I'm doing a workout today, I was like, hey, guys, what should I do for a workout? It's been a little while since I've put one in. By a little while, I mean two weeks. But um, they're like, oh, you should do a 2K on a 1K float. So the goal after I head to the track today is to do two kilometers at a 320 pace and then a one kilometer at a 350 pace and then try and do that five times in a row,
1: no rest. What do you use to measure? Like, do you have a watch that's pretty accurate or?
0: Yeah. It, it really depends. Some days it picks up and it's
1: pretty accurate, but uh, you just can't lapse and judge the time or know, lapse. Yeah. Okay.
0: <laughs> it's gonna be as
1: close as it can be
0: on that track.
1: You said you had a bone to pick with the half marathon.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So did you? Do you have like a goal you're reaching, or did you have a previous race that didn't go as planned that you want a redemption on? Yeah. It's,
0: you know, the half, you're, you're getting into territory where there's there can be room for error. Um, just like a marathon, you don't wanna go hard too early or anything. Um, but I had, I think the second half I ever did, I ran a 115, and I wanted to break that, but I never really got into the half marathon training. And then there was one time I was feeling pretty good going into one and it, the race was just poorly organized, Okay. Um, none of the water stations were set up by the time I went through, so I was, and I was depending on some of them for some Gatorade. How involved. often
1: would you use a water stop and a half? Twice maybe. Okay, but you need it, yeah, it's still over an hour of running.
0: Yeah, if it's like a hot summer month, I'll go to them frequently, I'll drink like two or three times but most of the time it's just a dump on my head
1: okay I've never got that drink and run at the same time down patch it's always it's just I, a big I almost, mess <laughs> I either I end stop. up choking or <laughs> I stop
2: lean on the table say hey how's it going? <laughs> that works too you,
0: know, you just grab it spill half of it and toss it and <laughs> hope it makes it in your mouth like <laughs> sometimes just having you know your mouth not so dry is, it just helps mentally as well yeah
1: that makes sense yeah okay, i just going to point out the record for the overlander half marathon is like 117. Oh. So, right. do, do you care about records or yes is okay
0: if it's achievable yeah i'm totally
1: going for it <laughs> yeah and i think that's steve griffith Co- cochran yeah that holds it so i might be wrong on that but it's 117 i'm pretty sure it's the okay record I did some fact-checking after this interview. I was half right. Uh, the record is 117.13, but it's held by Corey McLaughlin. He set that in 2013. Uh, Steve Griffith Cochran holds the marathon record, and it will set that same year. He holds record at 2 hours, 42 minutes, and 8 seconds. So you've been in Yellowknife since October? Start of October, yeah. Okay. i how do you mind... Do you mind running in the cold? Like, um, you seem to be doing it. <laughs>
0: yeah, it, it really depends on the wind more than anything. That's... It, I had to try and learn quick to adjust to this kind of cold. Like, <laughs> I do thrive in the cold weather. That's a given because, believe it or not, my lowest mileage months are in the summer because I can't take the heat, at least the Ontario heat, the humidity hated it you know i would i would go from you know 350 to 400 kilometers in a month to less than 200 in the summer because i'm just like this is stupid i wish it was cold
1: you you might not get uh those the same heat waves but you might get uh flies Uh, and horse flies you have to compete with yeah you
0: could just run faster i i tried that actually in um uh, my wife's family lives in port franks and there's a section of road that i would always go down because you can't make many loops out where they are i like i prefer loops over out and backs um and the horse flies on this like three four kilometer stretch they're <sighs> miserable it's pinging off the back of Jeez. my head you can hear yeah.
1: them and when you don't hear them that's the worst <laughs>
0: You turn around, and you see more than you know. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, if you run out the highway, that, that's, that's where they get you. Okay, good to know.
2: <laughs> good stuff. What are some of the more eventful cold weather achievements you've done in Yellowknife?
0: Uh, so, I did uh, a club challenge. So, back in Waterloo, I was uh, with a part, or I was part of a club called Health and Performance. I guess I still am. Having said that, so because it's COVID there and lockdown, they're trying to like um, do all these little events and Strava challenges and stuff to keep people motivated and moving, and they they're partnering with the local uh, race organization with some stuff as well uh, to help them stay in business and keep afloat and everything. So. They d- did uh, an event called the Arctic Mile, which is funny because they had some decent weather for it, and I'm like, I'm literally experiencing <laughs> subarctic temperatures here. <laughs> so um, the plan was to find a one-mile stretch of your choosing. Uh, couldn't have an elevation loss of more than five meters, and. Um, yeah, I think that was, that was about all the rules. So What was the date for us? We had the first two weeks of January to complete it. So I signed up, and I was like, I'll try and find something. And I signed up, I think, early December, if I'm not mistaken. And I'm thinking, like, where the heck am I going to find a one-mile stretch that isn't fast here? Like, it's so hilly, it's so icy. I don't know what traction will be like, and it's cold and luckily we had some decent weather so i think it was like a minus 15-ish day or something and um i believe it was doug that recommended doing the ice road because it's flat and i was like that's a good point if i get that little breeze at my back at least that'll help more than anything because any light breeze out here is miserable whereas i never (laughs) noticed it before in ontario just like oh whatever (laughs) So, I, uh, yeah, I went one mile out on the ice road, and I wore spikes, and I was able to dress down a little bit, because it's, it's only a mile, yeah. and the goal was um, to crack five minutes if possible, and plan B was no slower than five minutes, ten seconds, so it was very, very small area, but. I ended up going 4.52, and I was second overall in the challenge. Oh,
1: nice. <laughs> By, like, 0.7
0: seconds, <laughs> I believe.
1: How did you find it on the ice, like, even with the, the spikes?
0: Uh, the only thing that got in the way was the little snow drifts and stuff. It just kind of throw off my footing. So I don't think I lost much more than a second or two in okay. total, but, yeah, I just and because of the conditions the pressure was off so that helped a little bit as well okay i'm
2: like if i do bad <laughs> i can say i'm on a road made of ice. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah. wow it's funny it has a, a number of zones you'll have the little drifty section then you'll have kind of like a, a little flattish but it's it's a little bit deep and then you go to the the flat but not icy at all and then ice yeah and it, and it's always moving back and forth it's not a straight line yeah
0: and it's so wide that if you go into like an actual car lane there's plenty of room for them to get around too yeah. so yeah. yeah
1: i find i hate running out there because it normally does get so windy where it's just big open area and mm. yeah that wind can be tough but.
2: Mm-hmm. do you have any other challenges then that you're working on i know you um, said you weren't preparing for any races but yeah
0: i know they have uh, some upcoming challenges i there might be a 5k in there i'll have to double check but I don't know if that's until late March or April or something. Like, I'll have to look into that again. See what it's like here, because I'm not going gonna... <laughs> if to... It's, if it's like this still, I might not do a 5K. It's... Yeah.
2: It'll kill my lungs.
1: Okay. Uh, it can well, be hit or like... miss. It might be
2: zero, or it might be minus 30 in April. <laughs> yeah. Do you actually find a difference in your lungs? Because you're super high-performance, and I, a lot of us aren't. We're... We're okay in minus 30, but when you're high performance, it must make a difference.
0: Yeah, like, so that mile I did, I knew for sure I was going to be coughing after it. and It hurt so bad. I was in the car, like, trying to... I had something over my face to try and breathe warm air in and just soothe my throat. But I was coughing for, like, two days after that. and But I knew that was coming, and that's why I'm not going to do it that frequently, because it'll
2: just... it'll wreck me, but... A lot of times, people from the south will tell us that we should be careful to not wreck our lungs. But when we're doing casual runs around town, it's it's not the same as doing what you're doing. No, yeah, mo- all
0: almost all my outdoor running is casual. Every now and then, I'll like you might see me go like a four-minute pace or something, which is comfortable for me, and I'm not to the point where I'm like breathing too heavy or anything. So. Mm-hmm. And given the footing and everything, a four-minute pace is probably 345, 350 effort otherwise, so
1: yeah. it how still ma- counts. How, uh, how many layers do you usually put on when you go out there?
0: Uh, so if I was to go today, I would be wearing um, my fleece winter tights, and then I have like a more loose jogger pant I put over, and then a windbreaker. So I have three pants on, and then uh, my thermal boxers, of course – And then I put on like a technical long sleeve, um, a lighter fleece sweater, a heavier fleece sweater, and then a windbreaker jacket. So I have four up top, three on the bottom. I tried the five layers a few times, but then um, it was too tight on me and I just wasn't as warm with the four layers. So
1: a lot of... It's a lot of clothing to wear and like that in itself like it, that adds uh at least 10 or 20 seconds to your
0: yeah you're mile. very restricted yeah that's for sure you can't move as much and especially in the legs because
2: three pairs of pants <laughs> yeah. keeping my legs together you know yeah just... but you find in the summer you'll in the spring you'll have really fast speeds i bet i'm hoping so yeah i just i mean even the one day
0: i don't know if it was january and it was like minus 11 or something like that or maybe even minus nine it hit and i was like oh my god this is amazing and i felt like (laughs) it i don't think it wasn't in the plan that day to go fast but my
2: run was faster than normal conditions
1: are that much better yeah it
2: just feels good Mm -hmm. so it sounds like you're in a place with a few more hills a few more challenges like that, that this is probably good for your training Yeah, it's not so bad. I haven't done any, like, hill-specific
0: workouts because I figure I'm always going up or down one, so why am I just going to do hill-specific Not only that, if I'm not going to enter a race with hills, then I'm not going to focus on that as much. That's just what I do because hills suck. I'm not going (laughs) to do them unless I have to. Yeah, and in the long run, you get so many that I'm like,
2: it doubles up. So when you move to town here in October running is a great way to meet people but how do you do that in a COVID world it sounds like you've met some people yeah so um I really didn't know
0: how I was going to meet up with anybody or who I was going to meet up with so I literally just looked up Strava segments I was staying at Chateau and so I looked up Niven because um we were allowed out to walk the dog so I just I don't know how many loops in Niven I did during those two weeks but it was ridiculous and um I looked up to see who had the CRs and there's one guy so I went out one day and I took all the CRs on Niven and obviously he gets mailed I think it was like five times that day and uh he reached out to me and he was like stop it (laughs) (laughs) he, he said good run um how long you in town for and then i connected with him and he's since moved back uh to bc but he connected me with the other guys i run with now
1: okay yeah it's that's a great thing about strava is it's so easy to connect with other runners and Mm -hmm. it's a it's a great program or application whatever you call it you can see who's around your pace as well Yeah. yeah yeah And even if you are out for just a run on your own, mm-hmm. you get a, a few congratulations or likes, and yeah. it feels like you're part of a whole community. Yeah. yeah. Have Have you been using it for a while, or did you just sign up? When
0: you... uh, I've been using it for a while. Um, I'm not sure when I started it. I know I used it for a bit, and then I had a break from it, and then a friend of mine... He's all about the stats and stuff. He's like, it bugs me that I don't see anything on Strava. Get back on. So I got back on. (laughs) Now I just use it all the time. And he even gave me a GPS watch. Because before, I would just use a literal stopwatch. Okay. And i just write it on paper. That's old school. It is, yeah. With everything that's available. So he's like, here's my old GPS watch. Use it. And it's the Bluetooth action so i'm like oh okay you're gonna give it okay. to me
1: <laughs> do you, uh do you w- would you normally like i find a lot of runners are absolute nuts for uh tracking data and looking back at stats do, do you log quite a bit of your workouts like any yeah. other way or you just primarily use strava
0: um strava yes uh it all goes to the garmin app first um and then it also goes to an Adidas app that I have because I can get points towards more discounts from my running shoes that I use. Oh, cool! And because um, the running shoes I buy are so expensive, I'll never buy them at retail price. Because <laughs> what what type do you use? I use the Adidas Ultra Boost. Okay. And uh, I I tried, oh, can't remember when this was. Maybe when I was still in college adidas came out with the energy boosts and after i think two years or something they discontinued them and it's kind of a bummer but it was probably because they realized they made one hell of a shoe but it's so good that people aren't buying them as often because they would just hold their shape oh. the top wouldn't tear they're very comfortable and so i bought one pair before they were discontinued then they came out with these ultra boosts change the material on top to more your mesh style we know today but before it was like this stretchy under armor so it would never tear and I put 1800 kilometers on the first pair wow 1700 on the second that's unheard of so then I started trying I tried like Brooks and Saucony and New Balance and Asics and um they would always like tear on top at least with my style running I don't Mm -hmm. know if I strike different or something but I'd have to toss them before they were like they lost their comfort you know okay and I was like oh I need something a little more durable I don't have all the money in the world to be spending on shoes so I went back to the ultra boost and tell you they've saved me a lot of foot and ankle problems because I was cursed for a few years
1: it really is important to make sure you have a good pair and make sure they don't get too worn down because mm-hmm. a lot of people have problems if they're wearing worn out shoes and yeah, yeah. Have, have you had uh, aside from broken foot have you had any setbacks or injuries during your uh so I think here or minor dental work that <laughs> yeah. delays uh, some training since, runs
0: since being here um like I slipped and fell a couple days ago and I thought I really messed up my knee, but it's fine.
1: <laughs> it's just, I,
0: when I got up, I could barely walk, and I'm like, no, my running, that's all I care about. <laughs> like, I can't run, but, you know, 20 seconds later, the pain eased off, because it was quite just... intense initially, and then um, the next morning I woke up in pain, but then by the time I went for a run last night, I didn't even notice it, and today there's nothing.
1: It's okay. just gone, so. Do you do, you do uh, cross training or anything aside from running? No. Strictly running. Nice. Yeah, I, I did for a while and I just don't anymore. But I
0: really should, but I just haven't. So well, I figure, you know, I last November, uh, so a year and a bit ago, I switched to a vegetarian diet after watching Game Changers, I'm like, "Hey, maybe they're onto something," and um, I ended up losing thirty two pounds. And
1: it's pretty significant. It is, yeah.
0: yeah. But I was eating the same quantity. I was enjoying everything, and in doing that, I mean, that's an extra thirty pounds off my ankles and my feet. Mm-hmm. So it's really, really helped with my running, like. You know, it's once a I lot would, easier
1: to do the 100 kilometer weeks when you're exactly. at that less weight.
0: So after that, I was doing consistent 100 kilometer weeks. and then But before that, you know, I'd get injured at 70 or 80K. 80K was like, holy smokes, this is insane. And then uh, losing that weight, it really helped. because uh, all the pounding, and lots okay. of concrete out D- there. Did Russia. you notice
1: that impacted your performance too? Were you faster?
0: Uh, a little bit faster. I mean, you don't just, get faster because you lost the weight but it allows you to train more and everything and and you just
2: last longer out there so so when you go out you set out with a you set out with a a time goal for how much you're gonna run or a distance um it's
0: a little bit of both my 100k weeks it's not like i'm saying i'm doing 100 this week (laughs) it's like you know i'm gonna do a morning run on Tuesday and Thursday for half hour or whatever. And then, you know, I'm gonna have maybe Monday off, but then I'll have my Tuesday evening track. I'll do up to 10K on Wednesday. And then I'll do a Thursday, like 10K as well. It's like a double easy day. And then Friday, I'll meet with the group. We'll do a medium long run. And then Saturday is really out in the air. I either take it off or I'll do another medium run and then Sunday's long run. And so. how long is your long run? Um, usually 90 minutes or more. Oh. So yeah, it's t- like I would go distance based, but if you're on the trails, you're going significantly slower. And mm-hmm. yeah. I just go time based. So. How,
1: how do you like the trails? It. I'm guessing you've run around frame like a few times
0: yeah yeah and uh, it's actually I prefer it in the winter because it's all packed down and you don't have to worry about your foot going between rocks or in a crack somewhere and um, having said that it's only good if it's packed down (laughs) if it's not packed down then you're like why am I cutting (laughs) the trail this is miserable
1: there's so many variations out there yeah there's a surprising number of people that use this so you do get nice well beaten down trails
0: and because I still wear the same ankle socks and shoes I'd wear in the summer oh. I don't adjust like I don't know my feet are just there's good circulation or something going on but you know if I'm not on pack snow then that then I get cold because it all in oh. my ankles and okay. stuff yeah so yeah.
1: nice uh what about your hands do you mitts gloves
0: Yeah, so I wear a thin pair of mittens and I'm missing, uh, like, the fingertips on my thumb and my pointer fingers (laughs) (laughs) because I'll pull out my phone and change the songs because sometimes I listen to music um, and then I keep a big pair of, uh, uh, like, sheep wool mitts over the top. What's the coldest you've run in so far? Was it Uh, yesterday? (laughs) No, no. There was one day not too long ago. I think it was... I'm referring to the wind chill temperature here, but I think it was a minus 56. Why? <laughs> Say I did it. Fair enough. Yeah, the first time was like, I think it was a minus 51. And that was like in Ontario, if you got a minus 32 or something, you're like, oh, hell no, I'm not going out <laughs> that. And like, I just wasn't prepared for it. I didn't have the proper gear. I didn't, you just didn't know what to do. Mm-hmm. So that was the only run I ever bailed on was that one time but out here if i was to bail on that i'd be out most of the winter so uh yeah i went out one night and it was minus 51 i think there was a bit of a breeze that night too so it made it that much worse okay but i got home and i didn't say a word to my wife when i got in the door i just like literally curled in a ball (laughs) on top of the heater and i was like what the hell was that <laughs> like, that was terrible <laughs> and i cut that run i think i was planning on going 12 to 15k and then yeah i just did 10 i'm like this is stupid just then there is there is another day i think i only did like 8k that day but that was cold and
1: okay
0: i took a picture of 10 minutes into the run 20 minutes and 30 minutes <laughs> of my face
1: oh epic frost beard oh
0: my goodness well I would wear a mask but like has all these little holes in it and they would start to freeze over so every now and, oh. and then I'd breathe and a nice pellet would come in and I'd be like we <laughs> 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 can't do anything because you got this mask on
1: every once in a while your eye will close shut I had that
0: too yeah I, I did uh, a long run out in Graham Trail I didn't I wanted to go out I don't like out and backs so like I said so I said to my wife, I'm like, hey, pick me up at 21K. And she she timed it pretty well, I'd say. She's a little early, but then she just pulled off to the side, which ended up being closer to 19 or 20K. And I'm so glad she did, because I could no longer, like, see anything. at The, the head, oh. And I'm like, what is this? And that was before I even experienced the minus 40 crap we're, we're getting now. But and you know i i was literally watching it all freeze and i was like
1: uh, trying to wipe the ice like, out of your eyes
0: yeah so then i got to the car and i just held on to it and i <laughs> kept my hand over my face to like thaw it out like, wow that was cold
1: good stuff so i'm
0: glad she she stopped a little early because i i had no motivation She's to keep going
1: <laughs> i really wish uh, strava had uh you could have segments for winter versus summer true i've thought of that yeah although there's yeah. a bunch on the lakes that are well obviously you can't do yeah, it in the yeah. Summer. yeah
0: yeah i'd like to actually go claim some of those at yeah. i think i just got one yesterday by accident i do not even know but i got one there and but i actually want to go out and do just a lake segment slap the spikes on and just see what i can
1: have you do. created
2: any here no, I don't create segments, okay. I just steal them. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. <laughs> you run with a really elite crowd of people. We all have quite different goals, and your goal is not long distance. So how do you guys mesh together for your training when it comes to that? Um, yeah, so... Well, there's one
0: day, for example... Um. One guy wanted to do 10 times a kilometer at a 3.30 pace, but I didn't feel like going hard that day. I wanted something moderate and I'm like, well, why don't I just pace you? So it was like moderate for me and I felt good the whole way through start to finish. And yeah, we nailed it. It was perfect. Um, And then other times, like if someone wants to do 10 kilometers worth of volume and I'm like, not feeling it today or I don't want to or it's not part of my training then I'll just do like 5 to 8k worth of volume with them and then just end early yeah. so um, yeah we just just kind of make it work I mean uh, until there's a race you know 8 to 10 weeks out I'm just going to kind of work with what people are doing until that time comes and then I'll really
2: focus on what I need to do for myself yeah yeah and um when you're uh when you're doing all of this stuff do you uh, i know that in certainly in yellow knife terms you're elite and in a lot of terms you're elite, but how do you cross from being elite to like professional like do you know have you considered that because what you're talk the paces you're talking about are they are really fast
0: yeah to that professional thing i mean that's where you need to start forking out the money for a good coach uh you need to I don't know I'd probably have to get a part-time job because that's the sort of time commitment I'd want to put into it I'd have to do the cross training I'd have to eat properly which is one thing I do not really like to sacrifice I mean I did the vegetarian thing and it's great and all it's keeping my weight down that's for sure but um, like bag of chips a day like why would I give that up (laughs) not a day I mean I eat a few bags a week but I'm addicted to chocolate um (laughs) yeah yeah I can't give up the food so well you
1: can do that when you run 100
0: kilometers (laughs) (laughs) yeah that's the thing you're allowed (laughs) people are like how do you eat that much or like you know that much sugar whatever I'm like well I'm like as i run <laughs> i can do it guilt-free and i mean the downside to it is <laughs> you gotta go to the dentist so, oh yeah. yeah they're like you know they say to me like you want to stop drinking pop and coffee and tea and i'm like i don't <laughs> but if you saw the volume of food i eat in <laughs> a week you'd be like ah, that makes
1: sense. <laughs> uh, who's the fastest person you ever ran against do you got Yeah, was there anyone you ever ran that was like in your mind at least like?
0: oh tons like in Ontario I'm a nobody I'm in the sub-elite category unlike the lower end of the sub-elite category (laughs) so like I haven't I have only in local races have I qualified for the elite entries um but in like You know, the Canadian Running Series, like, you go to Toronto and stuff for those, or the big cities, I've not even considered. Um, But, yeah, I mean, I've ran in races with um, Canadian Olympians. Uh, They've obviously smoked me. I mean, you know, I've said I've ran a 32, 36, 10K, but I was, like, 80th place. Just to give you an idea. And then there was a time I went to uh, Flagstaff to experience altitude training. So I went with two friends who are uh, much better runners. And, uh, like, I looked like the chunky kid at the end, you know, that everyone... (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, oh, no. But I was with, um, oh, what was the group called? Uh, Nas Elite, Northern Arizona Elite. And we just went out and asked the coach, like, hey, do you mind if we hop in with a few workouts with the group? Okay. And they're like... That's like a
1: high-performance center?
0: Or... Yeah, there's some of the best runners oh. in the U.S., actually. I don't know if you've heard of, uh, like, Scott Fobble or anything. Not quite, no. No, he's, like, America's one of their top marathoners right now. Like, top five, maybe. <laughs> and, yeah, they go for a group run and, like... I'm not kidding you. A 5:30 pace there. I'm. That's jogging, for them. It's jogging for them. This is per kilometer, and I'm dying because I can like barely breathe. Like it was a oh, terrible the experience. The altitude, like even when I first got there to bring the bags up the stairs to the bedroom, I got to the top of the stairs and I'm like, whew. And, like <laughs> I thought I was in shape. <laughs> 14 steps later, I'm not. So. That was quite the experience, yeah. And I think one of our first group runs, they were like, Uh, we're gonna drive up to 10,000 feet elevation, we're living at 7,000. And then I think it was like you run from 10 to 12 up this mountain, there's this trail that kind of almost spiraled around this mountain, okay. And you just run to the top and back. Wow, and I'm like what that sounds terrible (laughs) but I mean everyone else is doing it I'm like I mean I'm here I'm here to experience this let's try it and from the get-go I was like dusted everyone (laughs) went and I got 9k up this hill and I just stopped and I'm like this is stupid like not only have i never done this amount of volume of hill work but like there's literally no down there's no flat section it's just up oh just that's it sad. that's your only option it's not like a huge incline it's like a slight incline but the whole way now it's a 9k and i'm like i'm dying here i can't do this this is ridiculous <laughs> and then my one buddy like a minute later comes running around the corner And he goes, "This is stupid," and I'm like, "Thank you." I'm like, "I'm the only one that thinks this." So our other friend, he kept going to the top and back, but we ran down together. But even the run downhill, it's the only time I've ever sounded like this. But I was going,
2: "Ah,
0: ah," because, and that's downhill. It should be easy. I just couldn't breathe. So yeah, it was kind of a rough day. But the guy who made it to the top. I think he had a bit of altitude sickness. Oh. (laughs) So he came back down, and we got back to the house and made lunch. And we're like, you need your lunch? And he's sitting there, white in the face. He goes, I think I need to go to bed. (laughs) (laughs) Went to bed. And I think that wrecked a bit of the trip for him, because we are only there a couple weeks. uh, But yeah, it went well otherwise. I did a, a track workout with Lanny Marchant. She was down there bunch of 400 meter repeats which was terrible as well like forget just easy running yeah. sprinting and then there was a day i think they did two times 5k uh they went down to uh, oh, i can't remember the name of it anyways there's this flat section on the way up to flagstaff um but not all the way to phoenix there it's like midway and anyways they did like two times 5k and these guys are going like sub 15 minutes no problem and i think i did 5k once and got chased by a dog and the adrenaline rush was enough for me it just put me out i'm like, I get. i'm just running on my own out here and i remember this dog's chasing me up the road and i could see uh Everybody in front of me, this was near the start, they turned the road and the coach had the timer and you get in his car, go to the next checkpoint and tell them all their splits and stuff. And I'm being chased by the dog. I'm like, wait! Because wanted to get in his car, but he didn't know. He just got in and drove And I'm like, I'm dead, I'm dead. Because <laughs> all their dogs there are guard dogs. Oh, not, not friendly. Jeez. So. Oh,
1: wow. <laughs> yeah, nothing for motivation like being chased by a dog oh it's terrible
0: it's happened so many times and i i have a fear of dogs i've been, I've been bitten five times oh, twice wow. to put me in the hospital um and of those times one two three were from running wow yeah up here no no Jeez. there was one dog that chased me in d and i i thought for sure i was done <laughs> like and that was actually right after i did the ice road mile and i did a cool down into d-low and back and i was i had nothing in the legs and i'm running up this hill and this dog chasing me and i'm like i have my phone out trying to call somebody like, to say these are my last moments <laughs> witness this and nobody answered and it was funny because i got back to the car uh the dog ended up just giving up and going back oh but i i got far enough away that I could actually stop because the adrenaline was, like, yeah. taking over. And I'm like, oh, my God. So then... You I can only run
1: so far when you've been chased.
0: So I went nice and slow back to the car. And uh, my grandma ended up calling me. And I was like, hey, Grandma. She's like, oh, I just had this funny feeling. I needed to call in and check in if you're okay. I'm like, that's a great, Good timing. Yeah, I'm like, actually, it's funny you call. I was chased by a dog. So I'm like thought i was done wow um, yeah no bites here yet so oh
1: good to, thing hopefully yeah. you, you won't have to oh it's, i <laughs> experienced that
0: terrifying when i'm with my dog i have zero fear of dogs because they go for each other as opposed to me <laughs> but without a little bit of him, protection it's i'm a completely different person i i stall i don't do you, know
1: what to do you, you run with your dog or
0: yeah yeah um
1: what type of dog he's a
0: boxer husky mix but his fur is shorter he's more of the boxer fur okay and uh so he's not good at running in these temperatures but he's also not good in the heat so i find that you know the zero to minus 20 he thrives and i love it because i can unclip him from his leash and he'll just run with me and we just go 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 but you know once it's above zero he slacks off um I'm not even gonna try in this colder stuff because I know he doesn't <laughs> like it on his paws or anything. But okay, and I won't do the boots while he's running because we'll be flying through boots like that. Oh, so. yeah. lose
1: them so easily.
0: Yeah. Well, and his claws will go through and everything. So oh, okay. They'll just wear out. And nice. I don't want to be buying boots all the time.
1: <laughs> it's good to have that training partner.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's he's really good. But yeah, the minus up to minus twenty, he uh, he thrives in it. And it's completely different dog. Like I, I, used to like have to pull him to get through five k even when it was warmer, and now I'm like ten k and he's still with me and I'm like good <laughs> boy.
1: So. good job.
2: Yeah, one of our friends' dogs trained for a marathon this winter. Wow, Who was that? Minus 40. it was minus forty. It's Paul. Oh, Kanga, Kanga did a marathon. Wow,
1: good for Kanga. Yeah,
2: did the 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 Honolulu marathon so. But I, honestly, the dog trained for the marathon just as much as he did, and they they don't just go out and run a marathon. Dogs. Wow. So, yeah, that's that's so far. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That'll be your your run this
0: year, right, Overlander? I guess. Yeah. We'll we'll see. I won't be rigging my dog with me because he'll slow down <laughs> too much. Yeah, he's. He'll get excited. He's good for about two k at my race pace after that he just has zero motivation to move forward he tires out i did a run with him once i think i had uh, i think my hip was sore but i was signed up for this 5k and i'm like i'm not going to race it i'm just going to take the dog for a jog but he's never been in a race setting so off the start i was like whoa (laughs) he's like pulling me and people are saying and i'm like limping because my hip hurts i'm like oh oh like every step and people are saying, hey, this isn't fair. He not a him." i pull. No, I'm like, I'm like, give it till 2K, and he'll have nothing in the tank. And what do you know? We hit 2K, and I'm now pulling him at my, my easy pace. So because it was an out and back, uh, my wife was in the run as well. I just We passed each other, and I just gave her the dog. <laughs> and he's more comfortable at her pace. And then I just moderately brought it in. And I was like, don't worry about this dog
1: fast race good yeah. stuff we'll have to have a uh, uh, start tracking records for dogs yeah for <laughs> dog runners
0: <laughs>
1: so many nice views out here
0: so many different like colors in the sky formations or whatever you want to call it it's amazing and i'm like i just i always have my phone because urgency is a new area for me <laughs> i don't know what wildlife is like so i just wanted if i need a call i have that option Second reason I have it is because if I'm alone, I'll have music, but yeah, for the most part, I can't help but take pictures sometimes. Oh, oh yeah. It's
1: a yeah. special place. Yes. Yeah. Some great views. Definitely. Oh. I
2: was saying to somebody the other day, you just see a bird, and oh, <laughs> oh, that bird, that's great. It's so nice to see that right there. Then you move on and see another bird, yeah. whatever. Oh, yeah. It's nice to be outside. Yeah. My run wasn't outside today. <laughs>
1: Well, thank you very much for coming, and oh, we yeah. enjoy the chat, and yeah. I look forward to you setting a, a new Overlander sports half marathon record. <laughs> we'll
0: see. Again, it depends on the course, if it's going to be all hills, then, then... There's no
1: hills here. <laughs> no real hills. <laughs> oh, well, thank you very much. Yeah, no problem. Thanks. Thank you. Welcome, Brenton, to the bonus round. We're going to ask 10 rapid-fire questions. Thank you. you either get all the points or none of the points. Okay. okay. Are you ready? Sure. Yeah, I guess. All right. Uh, Running with music or without?
0: With. Trail or road running?
1: Road. Your favorite distance? 5K.
2: Uh.
1: (laughs) Rapid fire cam.
2: Yeah, I know. I'm so bad at (laughs) it. I said. Uh, uh, Favorite car? (laughs) Oh... I haven't even given
0: that any thought. Um, anything that looks sporty. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Your favorite place to run?
0: Uh, yeah, I know I said roads, but I do like trails for the views and stuff. But roads are mainly because the speed and I can control
2: it better. And
1: Fair enough. Yeah. <laughs> you got this, Cam.
2: I got this. Yeah, I do all right uh uh running with people or alone with
1: nice uh when was your last race
0: oh or
1: what was your last race
0: what was my last race oh my god i don't even know that's how long ago it was (laughs) i i mean this ain't rapid fire anymore
1: (laughs) (laughs) it's We'll edit all this out. <laughs> I, I believe,
0: like, our club, I think it was...
1: Your mile one, would that count?
0: Well, that was solo. I mean, Good point. I guess that would have been a virtual race of some sort alone, but I, with people, I think it was a 5K last spring, late winter, spring, something like that. Okay. And that was just with the club I was with. Favorite meal? Lasagna.
1: Gatorade, Powerade, or water?
0: I have a favorite
1: flavor of each.
0: Gatorade (laughs) and Powerade. Let's go Gatorade, though. Uh, Dream race. Dream race. (sighs) Okay, literal dream race. I'm, like, beating a Kenyan. (laughs) Like kipchoge or something <laughs> at a, a world major or something. Now, I know that's not going to happen, but sometimes I think about that when I'm running
2: <laughs> and it gets me going a little more. Nice. Very nice. I think that was 10. Yeah.
1: So I'll we'll just uh, confirm with the judges.
2: Yeah, well, you he won.
1: Okay, you got all the points. <laughs> oh, thanks. <laughs> thanks for coming and we hope to hear from you again and chat with you again sometime in the future. Great. Thank you. Thanks.